I'm Mike Vardy. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy. And this week on the show, doing something a little bit different. It's still productivity related, but I'm going to talk about beer. Wait a minute, it's not that different because I've talked about beer before, but this one is about going one year with no beer. Seems daunting for me, especially. I do like my beer. I've got a beer seller for crying out loud. The one year no beer crew is on the show with me today. Andy Ramage and Rory Fairbairns. Fairbairns. See, I knew I was going to mess that up. It's hard to say his name, but that's okay. Uh, We actually talked about this during the episode. So Rory Fairbairns is on the show with me along with Andy Ramage. They are the crew behind the One Year No Beer movement. It's a challenge to stop drinking for 30, 90, and 365 days and focus on diet, exercise, and the mind. They're the founders of One Year No Beer and it has over 5,000 members. As of when we recorded this, I'm sure there's more. At least there's one more, and I'll get to that in a second in 72 countries since they launched in February of 2016. Now, why is there one more member? I took on the challenge. During this episode, you'll hear them call me out and say, would you like to do the challenge? Uh, You'll hear what challenge I did during the episode, so I'm not going to spoil that for you. Um, I don't think it's the one you think it is. Maybe it is, I don't know. Uh, but you'll hear that during this episode as well. And, uh, of course, if you're a Patreon supporter, you should be listening to the Patreon edition of the show because you're going to get an additional uh, 10 minutes or so of content there. But we'll talk more about that for those of you who aren't Patreon members as we wrap up the show. So let's just get into this right now. I'm going to get this name right. Rory Fairbairns, Andy Ramage of the One Year No Beer Movement, the One Year No Beer Crew. They are my guests this week on the Productivities Podcast. Let's get started. I'd like to welcome Rory and Andy from the One Year No Beer Movement to the Productivityist Podcast. Before I, you guys chime in, I want to say this was a difficult episode for me to want to do because One Year No Beer immediately was kind of like, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> but welcome regardless to both of you. <laughs> Welcome-ish. <laughs> yes, thanks, Mike. <laughs> So I want to know, I mean, as soon as, uh, when you guys were, were decided that you want to be on the show and we, we uh, you know, we arranged for that to happen, um, I started to look around and I said, this is, this is fascinating to me, not because of the fact that, you know, w- what you guys are, are doing is, I mean, when it comes to removing beer from the equation, there are some obvious benefits, but the fact that you guys did it in this, you know, like this 30, 90, 365 day program to kind of, uh, you know, make it measurable, I thought was fascinating. So, um, 
Andy, why don't you you start off and just kind of say why did you, why did you first off how did you two meet and then secondly what propelled you to kind of you know start this movement? Uh, yeah, I guess if we go back a bit, me and um, Ruby worked together for about ten years in uh, an oil brokerage called PVM. Ruby's still there now. Actually, I left about four years ago. And so we were very close, very entrepreneurial, very successful in that business, and then. Um, that business entails lots and lots of drinking. That's what you do. It's how you do business. It's how you socialize. It's how you make new clients. So we found ourselves sort of wrapped up in this world that was all about alcohol and to be successful, you need alcohol. Um, and then around about four years ago, actually, I sort of started to look at various different productivity methods, you know, started exercising, diet, went through all the usual sort of stuff. And obviously never even looked at alcohol. It just wasn't on the radar. It was just accepted. That was always going to be something that, that I needed to do to be successful in business. Um, but then the hangovers started to really drag on rather than be one day, they were three days. Um, you know, I felt lethargic. I wasn't quite myself. So I decided to sort of take a break. And, and, and this was, you know, it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be sort of two months. And then eventually I plucked up the courage to try and do a longer stint. And I think I was about three months in and I had a, um, my 40th, funnily enough, in, in Ireland, in Dublin, the home of sort of drink. Um, and I didn't drink on that occasion. And, and Rui actually got wind of this and he just could not believe that, you know, the Andy Ramage that he knew could actually go to Ireland. Andy and, and not, not drinking. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let, yeah, Rui jump in. But, Unfathomable. Yeah, exactly. That this guy, you know, I was the first in the bar and the last guy out. That that was my personality. I had, a, you know, a big reputation for this. I built a business around it. And then suddenly I'd stop drinking. And, it, you know, it was different in that, I wasn't told to stop drinking. You know, there's people in our industry or people that we know have reached that point where they are told, you have one more drink, you're going to die scenario. This wasn't, you know, a dead end story, a rock bottom story. It was actually, do you know what? I want to be a bit better. So that inspired Ruri and suddenly there were two of us. And from that, um, we sort of started to, to, you know, meet together a lot and talk about different ideas, different ideas about well-being generally. And then from that blossomed the idea for one, you know, beer, making it into a challenge, could we help ourselves first and foremost, and, and and could we could we then help others, and and that's sort of where it where it all came from. And, and did you try to do the old? And I mean, I think we we've all tried this at some point, where the hangovers were there, and instead of you know getting to the root of the problem, you said, "Well, what if I drink a water with every beer, or what if I have the two? Like, did you have like a hangover kit that you put in place to kind of keep things going, or was it you just kind of? Uh, was it a quick, rapid, like, okay, I'm tired of the hangovers, I'm just going to make the shift? Or was it, let me see if I can hack this first? Was that kind of what you, you did it before you went all in? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I tried every, I watered the plants. I mean, literally, you know, watered the plants. I'd go out with clients and I'd, I'd have a glass of wine that I would never drink out of. And I'd just try to, you know, let it get refilled. I tried gin and tonics. I moved back onto beer. I moved onto vodka. I tried, you know, bottles only one pint limits, you know, personally, I tried every single little hack in the book. But, you know, again, this is very personal in this sense, because everyone's different. But for me, all roads led to the same place was a big monster session where I'd wake up the next morning, get, you know, with those whispering those immortal words, never again. So no, mine was a, a slow process over a few years of trying everything and failing by trying everything. And, and, and that was when I realized for me personally, anyway, the best way to try and get a grip on this was to take a, a long term break. Now, Rory, what about you? Did you kind of just say, well, 
if, if Handy can do it, I can do it? Or, or were you already there and you're like, join the club, you know, let's make this thing happen? <laughs> yeah, so um, to put it into a bit of perspective, I, I'm born from on the Isle of Mull in the west coast of Scotland. So, I mean, I was basically born in a barrel of whiskey. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've never been that crazy drinker. You know, I'm not drinking at home on my own. I'm not going to pubs on my own. But it's just a job that requires you to do an awful lot of drinking. And, um, you know, the, the reason why... Andy and I are are now an authority on giving up alcohol is because it was years for of practice to to finally crack it and we want to you know that's why we built one year no beer was to help people skip some of that or a lot of that um you know all these little tactics of putting Beck's blue in a pint glass to make it look like a pint so nobody knows you know just loads of little tricks that we had to try and get away with um, because you know the public out there, a lot of them don't understand if you're not drinking. They get frightened. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's it's funny. I I've brought Bex like the dealkalized Bex to, mm. uh, which is what Bex Blue is, right? Really, it's That's the dealkalized. It, yeah. yeah, I would bring it with me to parties because it looked like the when I was driving because I like the taste of beer. I actually do yeah. like the taste of beer. Agreed. Um, and I would bring it with me to parties when I was driving and people because my wife doesn't drink very much at all but she wanted to drink and I'm like oh it's fine I'll just bring Bex and people were the looks you get when you bring de-alkalized beer <laughs> like why are you drinking it at all I'm like because yeah. I like the taste of beer yeah but don't you just the, the idea of drinking to get drunk never really appealed to me um, and I mean again living in Canada especially in Victoria we have the oldest uh, you know, independent brew pub in all of Canada here in Spinnakers. And I mean, we've got, I mean, we are in terms of craft brewing, we have so many options here, but for me, and and, and I guess this is where I, I, this was appealing is I have found that, you know, I'm IPA'd out, you know, <laughs> like I had, you know, I mean, I, I enjoy, I've enjoyed a good IPA, but I'm at the point where it's like, I have had, you know, when you, when your untapped beer app is reaching, you know, like, wow, I've tried 300 different beers. Is there more for me to, you know, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I'm at the point now where my books that I've read recently equal the amount of beers I've tried. And that was not the same for a long time. Like, well, look, I've read 50 books and I've read 300, I've drank 300 beers. Where's the, what's the disconnect there? So, I mean, when starting to this movement, and, and again, let's, let's talk to Rory about this. When you, when you, when you started this, You've got the five, the five steps, right? Like the five things that you, you need to, the, the, the kind of ways that you can get started with this or, or get to this, you know, embrace this movement. Um, yeah. What was the toughest of those things to kind of crack? I mean, you guys have been doing this for a while, but what was the toughest? Like, was it a time of year where it was tough, where you said, oh boy, this, this may not be the best time for us to take this on, or this is where this particular step is challenging? Like, can you pinpoint any one in particular, Rory? Definitely. And that's a really good question. So I think the hardest part is your own, your own psyche. And that is, there is never a good time to do this. Mm. There is always a wedding, there is always a stag do, there's always a business event. And what you will realize only a little bit only by doing it, but by listening to other people who've done it as well, is that actually these events that you're most scared of, actually become the ones that you find most rewarding afterwards. So you get through the stag, do you get through the, the, the business meeting with those colleagues who always drink? And at the end of it, you've become so much more resolute in your decision. You've, you've, you've learned self-control, you've learned self-will, you know, willpower, and now you feel, you know, just empowered. 
And and that's the thing, I think, when everybody looks at it, they go, oh, God, I could, you know, even the name, one year, no beer. Oh, I, I couldn't do a year, you know. And you, you'd say yourself, Mike, you probably feel that yourself, you know. Wow. I just switched to wine. No, I mean, <laughs> that's the crap yeah, rationalization and everybody's like, well, okay, fine. I can, what do you mean? No bourbon? Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, vodka's fine. <laughs> but, um, but no, you're, you're, I mean, the, the thing is, is, is yeah, it, it, it hits you. I mean, I looked at it and, and the thing is, is that, and, and, and I, I've thought about this before and I, I mean, maybe, I mean, obviously you guys, you're, the work you guys have done leading up to this point. Now you, you've got this movement. I mean, there's that idea of, and I was watching this. This uh, it was a document. It was a, a movie, and it was about um, it was about addiction. And I, I, you know, people said, "Could you? Are you are you an addict?" And you're like, "Well, I could stop at any time." And that's like a common thing that an addict would say. And I don't think. I mean, looking at what I do, I, it's, I mean, I don't. It, if I don't have a beer or alcohol for three, four days, I'm not like, Oh no, I need to have one. But the fact that there, that I could stop makes me want to, does that make sense in a lot of ways? Like that challenge, which you mentioned is one of the steps, right? Yeah. I want to prove to myself I could do this. Let's be honest. This is a huge thing to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a big thing to do, to go against your social conditioning, to go against what you're used to. You know, we celebrate alcohol with everything. You know, you, you're tired. Oh, have a drink. You, you've had a long day. Have a drink. You want to go to a party. Have a drink. We, you know, to go against that is really big. So the challenge is, is huge and it shouldn't be, um, it shouldn't be whatever, considered small. No, no, no. And so... What, can you guys, whoever wants to take the ball and run with this, walk through the challenge itself? Because I think, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and every step to the challenge, like to sign up and get through it, it's like I feel myself going, this seems fascinating, but maybe tomorrow. Like you said, like there's no good day to start. So can you walk through what, what the steps are to the, to the, to the challenge? Um, yeah, I think that the key thing is to, to pick a date. As we said, tomorrow you know, never comes, it, yeah. you know, in, in all these things, you've got to just get stuck in all the reasons we already mentioned, you know, there will be a wedding. You'll get the first thing people are going to do. They're going to look at their calendar and go, Oh, I can't quite do it because I've got the X, Y, and Z coming up in two weeks. Forget that. Do it anyway. Just sign up, get stuck in. I mean, something that we advocate through the whole of this is that if you slip up, it's not the end of the world. So don't worry. This is not you know one of those where you're going to get told off or sent to the back of the queue or made to start again. If you slip up, the key is that you learn from your mistakes. So let's get that in the open right now that you can. We, we don't encourage slip ups, but if you do, it's very much part of the process, right? You know, it took me a hundred goes to crack this. It took Rui, I think he, he did it straight away without any slip ups. So let's get that in the open. That's not. The end of the world but the, the process is, is to sign up so once you've signed up you're in the game it's day one um you'll receive a daily email from the one you know be system which is timed to sort of uh, approach those things that you're going to need in that moment so in the early days it's very much about just quitting alcohol what you do in social situations for example you take out the ring ringleader lots of guys you know and girls for that that reason have all, all got that friend that sort of holds court in the pub or the bar and you need to get those people on side. If you just turn up and announce to all your mates you're not drinking for the night, you're, you're going to get slaughtered. You're going to get twisted. You know, your arm's going to be twisted and they're going to make you end up drinking. So it's very much about preparation. It sounds over the top, but it's absolutely key. We say this time and time again, winging it just doesn't work. You need to prepare and you need to plan all the time. So once you've signed up, 
you'll get the emails. And then really what we've found has been massively successful is um, the Facebook group and the forums. It's just our Facebook groups are buzzing. People are in there. It's, it's all positive. People are not in there moaning about, oh, I'd love a drink tonight or if I only had a glass of wine. It's none of that. It's I've just signed up for 5K. I've just run a triathlon for the first time. I've just gone back and studied. I feel brilliant. My home life's better. Um, it's very much a positive attitude. So from the very start, and I'm a big part of this, we encourage people to, to book a challenge, a physical challenge, um, beyond their current capabilities. If they, you know, if you can just about do 5Ks, book a half marathon and try and book this for the end of your challenge or towards the end of your challenge, because, you know, this really gives you something to focus on, you know, some tangible reward. Because let's face it, when you stop drinking, you're going to get a lot of time back that was lost before. And this, this you know, we can, we can you know, explore this a bit more in terms of productivity, but you mm-hmm. get this time back and you get all this energy back and you've got to do something creative and, you know, productive with it. And having something like a physical challenge really gives you something to aim for. And that's, that's been a huge part of this. Let's talk about that, Ruri. Let's talk about the idea of, of getting time back. I mean, besides the time, I mean, I can think of it already, the time spent just sitting on a patio, having, having a, or in the pub, having a beer or whatever, the time that you, again, the recovery time, uh, all that stuff. Where, where I mean, some of the, the, the statistics that you guys provided, like 70% of the people that you've worked, that you've worked with on, on, on the uh do you call them like oinbers or is it beers <laughs> oinbers i like that oinbers uh and 60 percent feel like the, their anxiety has been reduced so where like where have you found that the time i mean we can we can definitely point out the obvious parts where time is but what about the not so obvious like where time is is regained and where productivity is gained where have you found either for yourself and andy feel free to chime in as well but that 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 time is and that productivity increases have come but maybe the places you didn't expect it to be coming from another fantastic question i I love answering this one because i get to tell you a little analogy so you know we've all been in that situation and it's a choice do you want a beer or don't you want a beer maybe you're just at work somebody asks you out do you want a beer and the choice to say yes to the beer means you go down and you have one beer and you maybe have another beer and then oh actually i'll have another one and then on the way home, you know, you pick up some food you didn't expect, maybe a kebab or something like that, you're slightly late for dinner, and there's this knock-on effect, you know, maybe actually you don't feel so great, so you cancel your personal trainer. I wonder how many personal trainers are cancelled because there was drinking earlier. But this spiral into the negative um, from one decision carries on, and that's why we say that alcohol is a gateway to, to health. The flip side of that is by saying no, is that you get home on time, you do the work that you were supposed to because you're not a little bit bleary-eyed, you're a lot more productive, you still get up at five o'clock in the morning and bash out all that stuff. And that is where there's a huge amount of wasted calories. There's a huge amount of wasted money. There's a huge amount of wasted time. And you don't really realize it. When I gave up alcohol during the 90 days, so following on from that, I renovated my house entirely. I was running my, uh, I'm a full-time broker. Uh, we set up the one year no beer. And the one year no beer thing is, is, has grown enormously. I mean, it's been viral around the world. Um, we've got the NHS and Public Health England saying there is nothing out there like this in the world. What we're doing is is really unique. And 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 so all of that was got. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention whilst having a child. Mm. Um, so so and all of that was possible to, because I gave up alcohol and I found this massive amount of increased time and increased energy. And I think really, as I described this the other day. It's like taking off the alcohol-tinted glasses in life and seeing it for what it really is and getting that energy back. Um, so, yeah. Now, let's talk about the idea of 
the different levels of challenges. So you guys have the 30 or 90 days. Um, what's the difference? Andy, um, Andy, why don't you chime in? What's the like? Where, where, what results do you see if someone says, I'm going to do it for 30 versus doing 90? I mean, do they build upon each other? Does it become, you know, do you have people that just do the 30 and then they, they decide to go for 90 or the 30, they just do it sporadically, like maybe during odd months they'll do the 30 <laughs> yeah. and then they'll, the, the next month they're, you know, they'll go on a bender. Like, I don't know. I dive into that a little bit for me. All right. Well, let's kick it off. Any time off is, is better than none, mm-hmm. um, firstly. But, a lot of people start with 30 days, and what we continually say is if you can do 30, you can do 90, and if you can do 90, you can do the 365. Um, but really, the magic happens, we feel, is around 90 days. And the reason for that is um, you can take 30 days off the drink, and you can lock yourself away socially. You know, you can cancel the calendar. You can, you know, dream of day 31 when you can go out and, as you said, go on an absolute bender. And you don't really learn too much if you know what i mean most Mm -hmm. people can take a break of 30 days but they miss the magic because as we discussed earlier during the 90 days you're going to have the wedding the business meeting whatever it is you're going to have to restructure your social life you're going to have to completely change your relationship with alcohol you are going to have to function without it you know those social crutches need to come off um and it's during that that you notice the productivity, the extra energy, the vitality, all these wonderful things start flooding back. We see it all the time. People get to the 30 days, you'll be in the Facebook groups, or they'll send us emails, go, this is great, this is great. And then you'll see it around 60 or 80 or 90. They just really get it. And then it's that those big wow moments. You know, they feel fitter, they've lost weight, everything starts to come together. So as much as we love, you know, people to take any type of break, whether that be a week or, or a day for that matter, um, really, the magic is if you, if you can go for the ninety. I think that's where you're going to see the, the the big benefits. Let's talk about the day that you. St- we already talked about like no tomorrow. And, and Rory, why don't you? We, we I'd like to hear both of you on this because I mean, uh, so let's say that you, you look at the calendar and you say, you know, I'm going to start it on January first. And I know you've got a blog post that talks about you know January. And you know, if you've listened to me talk about my stuff, I never start my year. I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolutions. I think that they're <laughs> very dangerous um, because, it, like, like you know, you 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 say you're going to quit something for you know 31 days, and and you do it, and you're like, okay, if it falls off the wagon, it's okay because everybody falls off the New Year's resolution bandwagon, right? But is it how how much of a you you place an emphasis on the idea of having like a landmark start date, like say the birthday or something like that, or is it better in your estimation to say, no, I'm just going to start today. Like, yeah, it gets stuck in. Absolutely gets stuck in. And while we're talking about, you know, who this, who this is aimed for. Mm -hmm. So, so I know that some people might be listening to this. Some of you might be listening to this and saying, well, I'm not quite that heavy a drinker and I'm, you know, I've got, I'm in check. I don't really need to worry about my drinking, you know, blah, 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 blah. Anyone who is drinking over the recommended amount, and in the UK that's 14 units, so just to explain, that's two bottles of wine a week. Anyone who is drinking over that level, I'm telling you now that you will benefit enormously from giving up for 90 days. And it is in that two to three month period where the real magic will happen for you, the real clarity, the real energy, um, that's when it'll start to change. Um, yeah, can I jump in there? So yeah. we haven't really touched on yet is is sleep. Sleep mm. is so important. I'm sure you know on the productivity podcast, 
it is number one. You know, you've got um, Ariana Huffington, you know, just released a book on it. Sean Stevenson, the podcast. Yep. It's so important to productivity. We all know when we're, you know, we're lacking sleep, things just don't happen. Life's a slog. And, and alcohol, we've seen this firsthand. We know this. Even a small amount, even that one pint. So this exactly to, to expand on what Rue's saying there, you might be sitting there listening, going, well, I only have two drinks every evening. You know, I have, a, I have a bottle of beer every evening. I don't drink a lot excessively. But those two drinks are affecting your sleep. Fact. And we know this. We've had people come through the system and it has changed their life on just the sleep alone. They've spent the last 20 years feeling tired, constantly groggy, drinking alcohol, sometimes to get them to sleep. You know, unbeknownst to them, it's the actual very thing that's affecting their sleep. So they're, they're not productive. You know, they're sluggish. They haven't got the energy, that vitality. So sleep is so important. And even a small amount of alcohol will affect your sleep. It's amazing that, you know, what we put into our bodies, how little we understand that, that it affects us in, in, in many ways. Coffee, a great example. Like coffee, people like, I have my cup of coffee in the morning so that I can get up and go. But the problem with coffee for a lot of people is that the caffeine is a big high and then the dip. The big Dusty. dip, whereas whereas tea is is a long drawn out process of caffeinated you know pleasure or bliss if you want to call it that right. But alcohol, you're right. Like I mean, if people will say, oh, "I need to unwind and relax," I'm going to have a, a beer or, or whatever. Uh, if you do that at you know ten at night, okay, you're going to have a tough time sleeping. And I mean, as a night owl, um, that's one of the things that that I've been professing to others that are night owls. I'm like, don't get caught in the like it's it's the witching hour. Let me go and let me have a beer before I go to bed. No, sure. I mean if you're a night owl and you're productive at night, avoid it. Like like yeah. don't be drinking because when you're finally ready to go to sleep, you need to be able to sleep because unlike the rest of the you know the we the rest of the world's going to wake up at eight nine and you better be ready to go. Yeah. So it, it's very tricky there too. Now let's. I want to spend a little bit more time talking about the 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 mindful components of it because um, meditation is something that you guys talk about a bit on your site as well. And I mean, a lot of the stuff you guys are talking about is related to you know peak performance and health and, and where alcohol can come in and, and where the one year no beer movement can definitely help with that. But it can also help with with the idea of mindfulness. Isn't that correct? And uh, Ruri, why don't we start with you? Andy's the man for this. Ah, Andy. Then let's start with Andy. Even though his last, even though his last name is Savage, I think like a Ramage. Savage Ramage. I've been called worse. <laughs> I started out my life as a uh, professional footballer, and uh, yeah, I got very used to the fans using and abusing me all mm. day long. Well, as a guy who's just started to get into football, um, you know, and I'll use the real term with Vardy now being a guy that's that's, that's a name, the synonymous right. with football at yeah. this point. Uh, it's I'm actually paying attention to that now too. So. Anyways, yeah. Andy, dive into the mindfulness component. Yeah, and, and this is something that's very dear to, to my heart. Um, you know, I'm qualified mindfulness awareness coach and all these things, and, you know, well-read on, on the subject. And I wanted to bring this into it. One, because we've got a lot of men coming through the system, which is quite interesting. Um, and I wanted to slowly introduce the idea of mindfulness to, to lots of these people because I think it's so important. And I think it's it was, for me, definitely uh, mindfulness gave me that sort of extra awareness that I needed at the time to actually be aware of your habits. I think that's so important. So many people are just sleepwalking. I'm not necessarily talking about the actual practice of mindfulness. We can come on to that, but actually just being aware of what's going on. You know, we sleep through, you know, sleepwalk for our lives. 
you know, we eat the same things, we drink the same thing, and people just don't stick around to question what's going on. And it wasn't until actually I got involved in mindfulness that you actually start to, you know, wake up to these things and everything started to change. So we've slowly drip fed it into the support email. We, we talk about it here and there. We haven't tried to sort of force it on anyone because I think people don't like being told what to do, but slowly but surely people are picking up on this. Um, and then we've had a lot more requests for mindfulness. And at the moment, we point them to the obvious place, which is Headspace. And there's, there's mm-hmm. the app I'm sure you're familiar with. Yep. Um, just to give them that experience, because I think it's so important that people are actually aware of what's going on in their lives. Now, you guys have meetups too, right? Now, are they only happening generally in the in the UK at this point, or is it happening across the world? Uh, we're working on our first Vancouver um, meetup coming shortly. Um, the answer to that is that um, if you want to host a meetup of people who are not drinking um, and use our <laughs> system, then host something. And we've got yeah. a first couple coming up. Uh, we've got um, somebody uh, doing a bowling night in central London um, that has been organized by one of our members. But uh, the other element of this is that we've had quite a big response for our fitness, um, our, our challenges. So one of the key elements of, of when you're no beer is that you book into a challenge. Now, this should be after your 90 days and something which, you know, is is beyond your means now, which will force you to, to focus on, you know, get a bit of exercise over the over the challenge. Um, so it could be a Tough Mudder or, or a marathon or whatever. And, and so we've had, you know, 20 odd people at the Dublin Marathon. We've done Tough Mudders with groups of people at Tough Mudder. Um, and that will only grow. So again, and I think that's a fantastic way to meet up. Yeah. And I mean, now the, I guess the trick is now actually, this would be an interesting way to look at it. So if, for these meetups, are they happening in drinking establishments just to like kind of, or are they, are they removed from that? Or 100%. does it matter? Yeah. They're totally, no, in I mean, there, right? the, the, you want them there, right? 100%, 100%. This is about proving to you yeah. that that you can live a perfectly normal, fantastic, even better life without alcohol. So we're going to meet you at all the places where you fear it the most yeah. and, and stand with you side by side and say, you know what, actually, this is fine. You're standing here with a non-alcoholic drink. And a lot of drinking alcohol is just psychology. It's just habit. You know, it's, oh, I feel I feel I need this. I feel done that. And once you start to switch out for non-alcoholic alternatives, very quickly, you've forgotten about it. What are, some, 90 days. <laughs> what are the what are the some of the non alcoholic alternatives? Other we mentioned we mentioned uh, you know and there's drydrinker.com, which I'll I'll uh, I'll link to in the show notes. But we mentioned you know obviously like the dealkalized beer. What are some of the other ones uh, that you that people are, are gravitating towards? I mean, water would obviously be one, but but maybe ones that have some flavoring or something that will get that will kind of curb some of that uh, need for like either a carbonated beverage or something that's got a little bit more flavor to it. Well, one of the um, one of the most exciting ones come out of the UK at the moment is a product called Seed Lip, uh, Seed Lip, and that is the world's first non-alcoholic um, distilled spirit. Hmm. Um, and they're 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 going absolutely mad about it in London at the moment. You know, all the bars because they can make they can finally make cocktails uh, with a with a spirit base. So um, I've got a bottle of that here, and then you know you've got non-alcoholic ciders, Copperbergs. Um, there's lots of, you know, um, alternative drinks now, kombucha, uh, a lot of people yeah. are drinking the teas and things. Um, so really I think in the early stages, a lot of people switched to like the non-alcoholic beers, mocking drinks to try and get away from that peer pressure, but then later move on to just being, you know, it's an amazing feeling when you go out socially and say, I don't drink. And then you just feel comfortable drinking water. 
Yeah, yeah, or or even like uh, uh, tonic. Like I, what I do here, and this is more for my soda, the soda problem, is I will have like the soda stream, and I'll just throw some like fresh lime or lemon inside of it, and even the water I'm drinking right now, I'm drinking water. I've got an infuser inside of it, and it's lemon water, and I've got a cucumber water upstairs because I mean I want to drink more water, but you know you want to spice it up, right? Yeah, absolutely. So this has got to be a question for you, mm-hmm. Mike. Is is you know what sort of how much are you drinking at the moment, and do you think from our conversation that you would benefit from doing ninety days? Oh, I think so. I mean, I don't drink. I probably have, uh, you know, when there's beer in the fridge, it gets drunk. I mean, one of the cool things that happened is I've had a beer cellar over a long period of time, and I've let that thing dwindle down to almost nothing. I've gifted some of the stuff away. We still have a couple of vertical tastings that we like to do, but. Uh, by and large, I'm not drinking as much, but if there's beer in the fridge, I will drink it. And so I think for me, the big benefit would be a 90 day, you know, a 90 day challenge would help because I'm also trying to get in better shape. And I want to definitely touch on the idea of family and how that plays a role too. But I'm, I'm going to be 42 in July. I'm not getting any younger. And yeah, if I, when I have a beer, I notice it. When I have a drink, I, I I notice it more. And it's not maybe it's wisdom meeting knowledge at this point. When you get to this age, where it's like, where do I want to put my energy? Where do I want to put my time? And you know, the ability to be to, to not have that you know there is is I think is is powerful. I, I mean, it, it, you used to think like, oh boy, I can't do it, but there's a power behind it that. I've never, you know, and I think I have to thank guys like Di Manuel, who's written the Whole Life Manifesto, and then, you know, other people that I've talked to who said, you know, like, if you remove that and you see the 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 results, I've had blood work done when I was doing uh, fitness, uh, like, food, you know, uh, dietary changes, and my, my cholesterol dropped 28%. Um, you know, things like that, when you remove things like, you know, too much meat, in your diet yeah, and you know right. you, you go with more of a vegetable based it doesn't mean you and that's i think the problem with a lot of this and maybe and maybe and i love the fact that you guys are saying look if you fall down you fall down i mean it's 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 but you've got a support community there you've Very got strong. all that stuff there so the the like i mean when you do fall down no one's going to beat you up but they're also going to encourage you to get back on the horse whereas I think a lot of situations, whether it's nutrition, diet, even productivity strategies, which we see with, with different productivity methodologies, if you fall off, if you miss something, it's like bad Mike or bad Andy or bad Ruri. Like, you know, you, 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 there's no incentive uh, to, stick, to stick to it. And you get, um, you, you get a lot of quantitative results from it, but the qualitative results are often, you know, you don't measure those nearly as effectively. And I think that, you know, when I saw the blood, like I would look at my, you know, when I was working out, I would see that I'd be losing weight. And then all of a sudden I started gaining weight again. And I'm like, why am I gaining weight? Well, because my fat's turning to muscle and muscle weighs more than fat. But your, your brain goes, I'm not losing weight. Why am I doing this? Forget this noise. And then you go back to the old habits, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's important. I, I think for me, uh, to do a 90 day. And yeah, I mean, as we were sitting there talking, the reason I asked you about the whole like benefit of, of having a specific day to start is maybe I'll start on my birthday or maybe I'll start on this day. And I'm looking at my calendar. And I'm like, I'm going to the World Domination Summit in August. And that's going to be a real challenge because I'm going to Portland and I'm speaking and there's going to be a lot of stuff there. And I thought, well, wait a minute, why don't I just start today? Like today? Like, yeah. Why don't I just start now? You're and then, <laughs> and then that's it. Like remove the friction from it. So, uh, I think that, yeah, I, I definitely think, and, and I think that more people, if they looked at it through that lens, they're going to see it as opposed to subtraction, look at it 
as the point of like, I'm re- not removing alcohol, but look what I get, you know, as a result. Like if I remove alcohol from the equation, this, these are the benefits of it. And here's the way I get those benefits is by removing alcohol. That sounds amazing. And you let, let's get started. And in 90 days from now, we'll get you on our podcast and you can tell everybody exactly what's happened for you. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? The 90 days is key because if it was 30 days, the only thing that happens between now and the next 30 days, and we're recording this as we record this in June, um, you know, I would be, uh, my birthday happens. So that's the only thing that would happen. But over 90 days, I've got my birthday. I've got the World Domination Summit that's happening. I've got, uh, and, and by the time that wraps up, I'm off to San Diego to do FinCon. So I, I I would imagine that, and I've seen this happen already, when I was doing the whole 30 plan and when I was doing the, the 90 DC challenge that my friend Chris Watt gave me, uh, 30 days, once 30 days was done, I wanted to do more. Like the whole 30, I just, I've, I've ate better since then. And, you know, the, the 90 day challenge I've done with Chris, uh, I've stuck to a, a whole food plant-based diet largely, which is funny because the whole 30 is mostly about eating more more meat, uh, and for, I've become largely, mostly, I would say vegetarian at this point with a, with a bit of meat here and there. Um, but it's not an all or nothing thing. And I think that's the big thing for, for some people. And they try to, the other thing is, is what I, and, and maybe you can speak to this too, is that they try to do too much all at once. Say, I'm going to stop drinking and I'm going to eat better and I'm going to do this. And that, like, does that set yourself up for success if you don't plan it properly? I don't think so. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, I'm very similar, actually, in that, you know, I eat almost a vegan diet at the moment. Um, but, but you're right that some people do try and take on too much at once. You know, they're not going to drink, they're going to get healthy, they're going to get fit. So I think there is a natural progression towards that. But I think definitely giving up alcohol and going against the conventional wisdom does start you questioning everything. And that's right. what we were sort of talking about earlier, about these knock-on effects, these subtle effects that people just don't pick up on. They think giving up alcohol is about, you know, getting rid of hangovers that's just a small tiny bit of it it's about actually changing your life and that's what it's doing for a lot of people you know for example i gave up alcohol and then when i started to feel good again i actually noticed when i was eating certain foods that it made me tired because i never noticed it before because i was constantly sort of hung over or you know i'd always just blame it on the drink you know for example but then i'd have a go and have a big steak and want to you know sleep at the desk in the office and i thought oh maybe i'll start to look into this whole diet thing you know because i was pretty much a salad dodger steak eater at that stage as most people in the city tend to be um and then that refinement started to a vegetarian diet to to a vegan diet all you know along the lines of productivity for that exact reason but the catalyst to that was giving up alcohol and with andy on that one i have have, i thought i was ibs for most of my life and Mm. um you know i've suffered from it you know and all, all around me have suffered from it and until i gave up booze went for a test i'm just lactose intolerant you know, and and okay, well, why didn't you check it out before? Well, when you've got alcohol tinted glasses on, you don't check things out. But um, so it's it's only when you when you make that realise. And one thing I wanted to just say there with you, Mike, is that there's this thing that none of us are thinking about that we're all doing unconsciously, which is drinking. And you know, I'm sure being a productivity expert, you've seen the film Limitless. Well, giving I up have. alcohol is what I believe is limitless. Instead of taking a pill every day, all we're going to get you to do is stop drinking. And the awakening that will happen within you is like the limitless. Guys, this has been great. Thank you so much. I will definitely want to be talking to you after this. So, I mean, while this episode will generally be airing at the tail end of it, 
uh, I will be putting at the beginning and end, ending how I did. So that'll be awesome for Amazing. people to hear. So people will be yeah, able to hear that. And then I'd love to love to jump on yours as well. Where can so people can go where to sign up for the challenge and where can they find each of you online? So the best place is to go to www.oneyearnobeer.com. Um, and that'll take you into all the sign-up process. Uh, we, we have a very active Facebook group. It's a closed Facebook group. Search for it on Facebook, One Year No Beer. Andy and I are in there every day. Um, and the other way to reach us is Andy or Ruri at oneyearnobeer.com, and we answer every email we're around. Happy to offer any tips and advice. Um, get in touch. Awesome. Thanks so much for uh, for joining me today on the Productivities Podcast, guys. And, and thanks for putting me up to this challenge. Amazing. Thanks for taking it, Mike. Great stuff. Thanks, Mike. So there you have it. Now you know 90 days. I am doing 90 days of this challenge. Now, when I started, when I recorded this, obviously, I was on day zero. As of this recording of the outro, uh, when I'm recording, it's, I'm on day 53 with no alcohol. Now, I will say that I haven't focused as much on the exercise and the mindfulness stuff. I'm pretty good with the mindfulness stuff. I need to get more into headspace again. Uh, But I definitely need to get back on the exercise tree, and that's always a challenge for me. Um, But my diet has improved as well. I'm still doing a whole food plant-based diet with a little bit of meat here and there, but not much. And uh, I'm noticing, I've noticed already the difference of not having alcohol in my life in basically what's equivalent to the two-month period at this point. I am drinking the uh, near-beer equivalents, and I'm finding some good ones, but I'm, I'm trying to even steer clear of that as well. It's funny. Um, I didn't share this even on the Patreon episode, but I'll share it with you now. Uh, one of the things that happened during the 90 days is my birthday happened, and I turned 42 years old, and my mother uh, decided that she would send me uh, some something from a florist, and I thought, oh, it's going to be some flowers. How nice. No, she sent me a beer K which is basically a bunch of uh, beer and some pretzels and like junk food and stuff in, in, a, in a really cool basket. And I saw the six pack of beer in there and I was like, well, I guess that's sitting in the fridge. I have not had one of them yet. I've had, I've shared it with friends and uh, I don't know how much more alcohol. I think this is definitely going to change my, my habits for the long haul. So 90 days, I don't, I, I'm not going to confirm that I'll never have another sip of alcohol again. Um, I don't think that's an issue for me. Uh, I think the the importance is to you know just know what effect it has on me and on my productivity, especially as I'm working on these big projects and how I can use it. To, uh, how, how you know having it not there is more helpful than having it there. So maybe you might want to take a challenge on like this. Head over to oneyearnobeer.com. Check out what they have to offer. I want to thank Ruri and Andy for joining me on the show this week. I want to thank John Polster for putting this episode of the podcast together. Sorry, John, when we're down at World Domination Summit, which this episode will be airing around that time, uh, I won't be able to have a, a, a beer with you. And Portland, that's a place where lots of beer is happening. But unfortunately, can't happen there. But I want to thank you for helping, uh, for producing the show and helping putting this together every week. Now, there was additional content that you didn't hear. During this episode, uh, if you're listening to this edition, because Patreon supporters get additional content every week, not just during the weekly podcast, but during bonus episodes as well. So uh, what you will do is if you want to get additional content, what you, what you should do is go to patreon.com slash productivityist and sign up for one of the many uh, perks that are there. There's different levels. There's actually only four. But you'll be able to sign up for one of those perk levels. And what you'll do is you'll get additional content, weekly episodes, 
additional bonus content depending on what tier you choose. You can even get co uh, coaching experience. There's a limited amount of coaching slots there as well. So head over to patreon.com slash productivityist to make that happen. If you can't or don't want to or aren't ready to do it yet, just give the show a rating or review. Give us some feedback in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this podcast. So that way we can make the show better. That's it for this week. I'm off to have a uh, near beer. Until next time, I am your host, Mike Vardy, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.